0: Who has not prayed in this room in times of trouble? Praying in crisis is as normal as breathing. Believe it or not, there are those who are not believers. When they're in the midst of trouble, they pray. They, now, they may not pray like we pray. But they may not pray in Jesus' name, but, you know... I used to, my sister, when I would talk with her, she would uh, talk to me sometimes, and we would talk about prayer, and she'd say, I need you to talk to the man upstairs. Okay. If I had some stairs, I'd go up and talk to him. But I have none, so I can't. But I knew what she was referring to. You see, people who are desperate in times of trouble always seem to know who to go to to get them to pray for them see it took a little convincing of some of my family to get them to understand their prayers were just as effective as my prayers just because i'm a pastor doesn't make me closer to god than you you see god loves all of us he died for all of us he didn't die just for the pastors the evangelists And all those guys, he died for the whole world. And so he wants all of us to talk with him. How many spend time, I know I'm putting you on the spot this morning. It's after Thanksgiving. I know the turkey's got you weighed down a little. But how many have been taking time just to talk to God? Let me see a hand. Okay, I got a few hands here. Some folks are talking to God. This is good. It's a good thing. But you know what we are in the habit of doing? we're in the habit of praising God for answers when they come. But often after the storm settles, we often forget who rescued us. When the answers come, we often forget to thank the one who gave us the answer. But the psalmist here, in Psalms 28, verses 6 and 7, it says, Blessed be the Lord, because he hath heard the voice of my supplications. The Lord is my strength and my shield. My heart trusted in him, and I am helped. Therefore, my heart greatly rejoiceth And with my song will I praise him. Father, I thank you this morning for this portion of scripture that you've given to us. Lord, I pray that these words would speak volumes into our hearts this morning. Lord, that we would learn to praise you in the midst of our troubles. In Jesus' name. So the psalmist here raised his voice. In grateful praise. I believe it's a good example for all, all of us to follow. You see, the psalmist raised his voice in grateful praise. And I believe we ought to also raise our voice in grateful praise, thinking of all the things that God has brought us through. We just celebrated Thanksgiving. And I'm sure many of you may have sat around your tables and, and, and expressed what you are thankful to God for. We always do at our house. We thank when we have Thanksgiving. We we take time for each one of us to, to share what we were thankful for, and what what we are thankful for, and what we continue to thank God for. But we also have to consider His reasons for thankfulness. You see, the psalmist he was he was he was marching on with God. God had heard his prayers when he said in verse six, "Blessed." Be the Lord, because he heard the voice of my supplications. He heard the voice of my supplications. See how this personal prayer is with David when he's praying. If you go up to verse 1, he says, O Lord, my rock, be not silent. Now, most of us in this room, when we don't hear from God right away, we go from happy, happy, happy Do you know, that saying that I say around here, woe is me. God's turned a deaf ear to me. He doesn't speak to me anymore. I must have done something wrong. No. You know, we're to be giving God thanks in every situation that, we're, that that encompasses us. David prays from his personal walk with God. When we pray, we should be praying with our personal walk with God. There's, there's an importance of praying in our personal walk. He sees God as his firm foundation. All of us do that. I'm sure each one of you see God as your as your firm foundation. It's kind of like construction. If you go and you build a house, you have to have a strong foundation. As a matter of fact, you can't even lay the first block until the inspectors come out and see that the foundation is good, right? How can you have a strong foundation in the Lord Jesus Christ if you're not reading the Word daily? If you're not in God's Word daily, how can you have a strong foundation? You see, they, they say the chain is, what, it's, it's weakest at its weakest link or something like that? I can't remember how that saying goes, but it doesn't matter. But if you're not in the Word daily, if you're not staying connected with God daily, what happens? There's a weak link. And guess who finds the weak link? The enemy. He comes in like a roaring lion, seeking to devour, to kill, to destroy. To dismember anything a part of your life that relates you to God's word, I don't want to be the weak link. That's why I want to stay in God's word. That's why I want to be meditating on him day and night, because I want to keep that strong foundation. You know the, the Bible talks about the, the foolish and the wise. you know you remember the foolish man he built his house upon the sand, and then the waters and the waves came in and the house was, it was gone. And then the other guy, he built his house on on solid ground. When the winds and the waves came, his house still stood. It's God's word. You know, when we build our lives around God's word, our foundation is strong and it's secure. And the enemy, every time he comes and he starts pounding on your little house and he tries to destroy you and he tries to disrupt you, he can't. Why? Because the solid foundation of God's word is in your heart. When trouble comes, you begin to praise him. Instead of saying, woe is me. What did I do wrong? We can't have that kind of mentality. We must praise him in the midst of the storm. We must search for him in the midst of the storm. We got to pray to him in the midst of the storm. I'm not saying the storms are going to go away just because you pray. But when you get through that storm, you'll see how much stronger you are because of where God took you from and where he took you to. And you'll be able to see how his Shekinah glory just covered you as you went through the storm. But too many times we dwell on the storm. Too many times when the storm comes and it's all right there and it's brewing real real hard and it's beating on you left and right, you just throw in the towel. Well, I can't win this one. Let me just move on to something else. No, you don't give up. Jesus didn't surrender, so why should you? Jesus didn't, when He when, when He was put in that tomb. And before he died, before he, before he yielded up the ghost, do you think he said, I'm sorry, Father, I let you down, so I'm going in the tomb. I understand if you've got to turn away from me and you don't want to see me anymore, I understand. No. When he went in the tomb, that's when the victory began. You see, when we're in the midst of that storm, in the midst of our troubles, that's when the victory comes. Oh, boy, we've got to start over. I've got to start over here. I see smiles, but I don't hear a word. Obviously, the storm has not struck you lately. Now some of you are saying, yeah, well, it was here. I just don't want to talk about it. You know what? Talk about the storm, and then you can say, this is what Jesus did. Amen. Amen? The storm came, and this is what Jesus did. Doris was telling me about her granddaughter. She prayed that her granddaughter would have safe traveling mercies as they went to go have Thanksgiving on the other coast with family. They get in the car and they pack up the food and the, and the little kid and, and off they go to have their nice Thanksgiving meal. And they're traveling up 95 and they're just getting right along. They get up around Vero Beach or something like that. And as they're up there, poor St. Louis, and all of a sudden the car is smoking like a demon. Smoke coming out the front and the back. So they pull over, they call a tow truck driver. The tow truck driver comes and picks him up, takes him to the garage. In the midst of the conversation with the tow truck driver as they're going to the garage, he says about how his family has been evicted from their home because the the owners of the place died and the family wanted to sell the house right away, so they had to move out right away. They're living in a motel. And so what does Ashley do? Ashley takes all their food that they have in the car and they give it to the tow truck driver. So they have to call a friend to come pick them up now and bring them home. So it takes this friend an hour and a half, I guess, to get to him. So they pick him up and he's getting ready to bring them back home. And he says, hey, how about you guys come have Thanksgiving dinner with us? So they went and celebrated Thanksgiving with a Christian family before they went home. See how God works? She only prayed that they would have traveling mercies, but God had something bigger in store. You see, sometimes we don't see all of that. We dwell on the broken down car and how my Thanksgiving was ruined because the car broke down. And we don't think about how we helped somebody else and how somebody else invited us to their home and we don't look at all that we dwell on the broken down car. God has so much in store for us. You got to get you got to forget about that little storm and look at all the blessing that God pours out. Bob was with family and his brother took his niece shopping. And he got to stay home with the boys. No discipline there, I can tell you that. They were out there hitting golf balls onto the golf course with a ball bat. No discipline. But there was fun there. There was love there. You see... David prays with a fervent urgency. He feels he will die unless God answers. And we get ourselves in those kind of predicaments. We feel like we can't hold out unless God answers right now. We know that God's never late. He's always on time. But he lifts his hands toward the temple. And he pleads for an answer that will vindicate righteousness to him. When the answer arrives, he gives God glory. Because he says what? Blessed be the name of the Lord. When our answers come, are we saying, blessed be the name of the Lord? Or are we saying, that was close. Now there are a lot of us that would do that. That was close. God had honored his faith. The Lord is my strength and my shield. My heart trusted in him. And I am helped. Therefore. My heart greatly rejoices. And I will sing. Praise to him. He dwells on his heart being helped. All of God's blessings. Flow from. Faith. We are saved by faith. We know that. Because we've. We see, therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. We see that in Romans 5.1. We are to live by faith. For wherein is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith? As it is written, the just shall live by faith. The gospel showed us How righteous God is in His plan for us to be saved, and also how we may be fit for eternal life. By trusting Christ, our relationship with Christ is made right. Faith to faith means to start to finish. God hasn't started with you and said, okay, you're on your own. No, He's with you from the beginning to the end. He doesn't drop off, He doesn't leave you alone. And we're reminded constantly that he will never leave us nor forsake us. We are to pray in faith. James 1.6 says, but let him ask in faith, not wavering, nothing wavering. For he that wavereth is like the wave of the sea driven with the wind and tossed. God does not grant every thoughtless or selfish request. I know that disappoints you this morning. And that's something you probably surely didn't want to hear this morning. Because I know some of you have some pretty big requests. You see, we're to ask in faith means asking with confidence that God will align our desires with his purpose. You got that? aligning our desires with his purpose a person with a mind that wavereth is not completely convinced that god's way is best he treats god's word like any human advice and retains the opinion of disobedience you see he he struggles he's weak he He doesn't know if he really should totally trust in God. He's wavering. his, His mind is being tossed around. He doesn't know what to do. But David did. You see, faith brought David strength when he said, the Lord is my strength. The Lord is my strength. Without God, I'm not able to do anything. But with God, I can do all things. And see, so many times we forget about that. So many times we forget. Without God, we're just kind of meandering about. But with God, we can do all things. And we have a, a right path to head on. Faith brought him protection when he said, he's my shield. God still honors faith. So why do we worry? Oh, boy. It's that worrying syndrome. And it attacks us from time to time. What happens next? A lot of us would like to know how this story is going to end. I'll tell you. Read Revelation. Oh, okay. Then you'll know how the story is going to end. You know how things are going to line up. So we must stop trembling and we must, we must start trusting. Trust in who? Trust in the Lord Jesus Christ. Why? Because in verse 7 he says, I am helped. Let me quote something from C.H. Spurgeon. When he said, every day the believer may say, I am helped. Isaiah's promise. When he says, I will help thee in Isaiah 41.10. Fear thou not, for I am with thee. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen thee. I will what? help thee. I will uphold thee with thy righteous right hand. For the Lord, thy God, will hold you. He, he's going to lift you. He's going to encourage you. He's going to sustain you in every aspect of your life. All you have to do is yield to him. Begin to trust in him. As the psalmist had this prayer. Unto thee will I cry. O Lord, my rock, be not silent unto me. We constantly are asking God to talk to us, but we're not talking to him. You know, when I begin to think about what God's help did for David, How it caused him to rejoice. How it caused him to have a new song. How it caused him to fill his heart with praise. It begins to make me think, these are the things that I should be desiring on a daily basis. Because I trust in the Lord and I know he's going to help me. I know I'm helped by him because I can't do things on my own. I know there are people out there that say, well, you know, you got to quit asking the Lord to do everything for you. Why? When he does it, it's perfect. So why would I not want him to help me? Why would I not want to lean on him? His ways are righteous ways. If I do it myself, it's surely going to flop. Those who pray will what? Soon praise well. You find yourself praying every day. You find yourself praising every day. And as you continue to do it every single day, you will find that you're doing it better and better. And the Lord is going to be well-pleased with your calls to him. But my question is, have you dared to pray with a fervent of urgency? You see, I think when we call out to the God of the heaven and earth, I think we should be doing it fervently. I think we should be doing it urgently asking him to fill us, every coffer of our heart. But has God answered your prayer? Has God answered your prayer? Some of you can boldly say this morning that you've been praying for things that God has not answered. Just because He hasn't answered Him yet doesn't mean we should stop praising Him. You see, the problem is we stop praising God because we haven't gotten the answer. That's more reason we should be praising God. Because when you begin to examine your own life, you can begin to see all the things that God has already done through you. You see, when I was thinking of Thanksgiving and I was thinking of how, how do we come out of a Thanksgiving holiday going into a holiday of celebrating the birth of our Lord Jesus Christ. And I said, there's only one way to do that. And that's to continue to give thanks. We've thanked him for all the things that he's done to us throughout the year. And now we're going into his birthday celebration with Ah. because God sent his only begotten son for what purpose that you should not perish Jesus came as a baby so you could have eternal life You know, when I begin to think about all that, and I begin to think about Christmas, and then my mind begins to flow into Easter, thinking about God allowing his only son to go to the cross. For what purpose? For you and for me. For what purpose? For you to have eternal life. And we keep this to ourselves. Who are we? Spiritual pigs. That we would keep this to ourselves we should be sharing this news with the world I mean you're we're going into a season where if no other season in the world you have an opportunity to share Christ's birth well why did they why would God send his son here oh I'm glad you asked and it opens up a whole can of worms as we say in the country and you can share the whole gospel of Jesus Christ with a great smile on your face, with praises going to the heaven. That should be exciting. Oh, we got to start over. I hope Dr. Donnelly's not in a hurry for the next service. The excitement, church, the excitement of, of all that's fixing to take place, all the, the opportunities that we have to share the gospel of Jesus Christ The smoothest time of year where most people are receptive is during the Christmas season. Did you know that? No other time throughout the year are they open to the gospel of Jesus Christ than they are during Christmas. I wish there was Christmas all year round. Because then we'd be doing it all year round. But for some reason, it's just that Christmas season where we feel a little more ease of doing it. You give a nice Christmas card that shares something about Christ's birth. You give a gift saying, God loves you. We have the opportunity, church, to share this year round. The enemy is alive and well. And as I shared earlier, There are hundreds of thousands of people who don't know about Jesus Christ. And the enemy knows that. And the enemy knows how close they are to, to becoming to, to, to having a change made in their life and, and, and what he snuffs them out. It's just that simple. But see, we know as the body of Christ to close our eyes in death here. We open our eyes in heaven there. That's the most, op- I mean, think about that just for that should give you chills. Because eternal life is just one breath away. Did you know that? One breath away is eternal life. And when I think of that, I just think, as I did this morning Jesus, come quickly. because that's how close we are that's how close we are when we think about how close we are that should just give you more excitement more urgency to pray more diligently for all of those that you know that aren't saved who don't have a relationship with christ gives us the opportunity to share the gospel message you say well pastor my family already knows they just choose not to worship anyway Pray for them. Pray that the scales would be removed from their eyes and the the muffs would be taken off of their ears that they would not only see, but they would hear. That's what we must pray. And we must pray with urgency and fervency. Because time is short. And rest assured, God has heard your prayers. But we must keep petitioning the Lord. Father, I thank you this morning for your word. I thank you, Lord Jesus, for David's urgent prayer. But Lord, let our prayers be as urgent. Let our prayers be as fervent, Lord, as we call to you, as we reach to those who don't know you. Lord, we're losing people by the thousands who don't know you. Lord, help us get out of the midst of our own little storms and and let us help with the storms of the world. Let us help calm those storms with with the love and the word of Jesus Christ. Help us to reach those, Father, who don't know you to share your love with them. Lord, let this be the greatest Christmas season ever because, Lord, We're going to give thanks. We're going to have a new song in our heart because we are going to praise you in the midst of our storms. And Lord, we're going to lift our hearts toward heaven and say thank you, Jesus, for all that you're doing and all that you're going to continue to do through this body of believers today. In Jesus' name. And all of God's children said, Amen and amen. Let's stand together.